Yo, yo, yo. It's a tittle cast. Tittle, tittle. The tittle, fiddle. So we're coming in uh, number 17. Raymond's uh, popping up. Uh, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, Jada Pinkett Chris Rock. Smith and Chris Rock. Pick. Because today, we didn't talk about this on 16, but today, fucking Will Smith did uh, what? What'd he do? Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. Yeah, this will be old news. Talked about that. Yeah, this will be yeah, old news. Right talked about it. But yeah. But so. anyways, that's crazy. But this episode 17, y'all. 17. Uh, working title, Secret Space Program. So, Jump in it, baby. So let's, let's do it. Um, so this quote, I'll start with this quote because this is how the book starts, right? Yes. And the book that I'm calling, uh, uh, talking about is um, The Secret Space Program by uh, Michael Sala. Mm-hmm. And Michael Sala is like a PhD. I think it's an Air Force vet. He's been, re- he's been a u- u- ufologist for a while now. But um, <clears throat> in the beginning of his book, he quotes Ron, R- Ronald Reagan. Sorry. And this is not going to get political. <laughs> All right. So it's not going to get political. But it is a quote by Ronald Reagan. And it's dated June 11th, 1985. And the quote is, and this is from his diary, by the way. This is from the presidential diary, right? Which I guess was a thing back in the day. I can't see Trump fucking, you know, yeah, collect, Twitter. collecting his. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Twitter is the presidential diary now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking true. Yeah, dude, for sure. It's, it's just a fucking open diary, man, period. So this is a quote from Ronnie, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Reagan. And he says, uh, let me kill the music there. He says, I learned that our space shuttle capacity is such that we can orbit 300 people. And that those and later in the in that entry, he says, and that those 300 people could be maintained indefinitely. In other words, we could have like we we can have a, a a space presence, the DOD, because he was talking about the DOD or something like that like a second yeah. second space shuttle that could carry 300 people and maintain their presence in space indefinitely. Like, in other words, like, as long as they need it forever, if need be. It's crazy. So our shuttle, according to Michael Sala, only carries 11 people. So where's the other 200 and fucking 89 people coming from? Um... They sticking them in the cargo bee? I, I don't know. Like the, maybe there's multiple trips. I don't know. It doesn't. But I mean, that's a, that's a space shuttle capacity. You know, we had five space shuttles. Even if you had all five loaded up with the maximum eleven, that's fifty five dudes. You know what I mean? Where are the other two hundred and forty five people? Is he talking about the aliens, man? No, I think he's talking about the secret space program. And so this book is all about that. He, it, it goes all the way back to the 20s. Apparently, the first crash disc was in the 20s or the 30s. And it wasn't the Americans. It wasn't the Nazis that had the first crash disc. It was the fascists in Italy. And the, What? Yeah, dude. This is, I didn't know this. You know, and I, and I follow this fuck? shit. So the fascist Mussolini had the first crash disc. And apparently what? it was like it was like Hitler that found it off of Mussolini. And then what the fuck? Yeah. And so that's where the Nazi program got it. We stole it from the Nazis. Wow. Apparently, if you follow ufology, you know what I mean? So it's almost like 
it's almost like it's been fucking secret forever, bro. And like whoever gets it, like develop some system to where it's not going to be releasable. It's going to be in their control. Because think about it. If you had like UFO technology, you'd be invincible. Right. So you could survive the rise and falls of empires. You know? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah dude. That's fucking. I don't know about that, man. I don't know. Like I, I, I read deep into it. But anyway, so. He goes on and he talks about the fucking the, the space shuttle program. He, he talks about different stuff throughout the book. One of the things that he talks about is Gary McKinnon. Did you ever hear about this uh, British hacker in the 90s named Gary McKinnon? I think just from what you have told me about him, a little bit about him. Have yeah. we talked about him? We might have talked about him. Uh, I think you and yeah. I have talked about him, just you and me one-on-one. I don't think we've recorded okay. talked about him. Yeah, yeah. it might have, might have been in one of those pockets. Or text messages or something. So, uh, well, just, to, I, I can recap. So, basically, this dude was, like, in NASA NASA's file system for, like, months and months and months. Like, eight months. He would he would log into like NASA and DOD computers and just fucking peruse around and they didn't even know he was there. You know what I mean? This is like in the late 90s or early 2000s or whatever. And so he talks about a few things. One of the things that he talks about is like seeing pictures of like these submarine looking things in space. I think we did talk about this once. Yeah. On the, uh, I can't remember when, but basically that it would look like a submarine, but it had like these geodesic domes on either end, right? And there were two on the bottom on either end, two on the top on either end, two on the left side or one at one side, and then two on the other at the end, and then one on each tip. So it had like these like half hemisphere domes, you know, on every angle of of the of the bow and the stern of this thing, and apparently it was floating over the horizon of uh of earth and so he said he saw that picture there he says he 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 didn't save any of this because he thought he would have plenty of time but some people have theorized that he's he's put it aside like he's hidden it or had a friend hold on to it or something like that so that if they try to prosecute him he can threaten them with releasing that information that's what? yeah so he's in other words united states military or ju- justice he's, system he has blackmail Right. Yeah. Like insurance. Right. Like he's kept it for insurance. So that's one of the theories. Right. And then that's why we haven't because apparently they wanted to extradite him real bad and he was on course to be extradited. And then all of a sudden he wasn't. Wow. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. So that's so. So he. Wow. So that's Gary McKinnon. He's like the UFO hacker. Um, And and some people. Yeah. Well, and 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 the government. Like some people are like, oh, it's probably bullshit or whatever. But like the government wouldn't have gone to these extremes to extradite him and no. all this shit. The U.S. Justice Department. This is a direct quote from from the U.S. Justice Department in the book, and it's a, it, it calls Gary McKinnon the biggest military hacker of all time, or the biggest military hack of all time. The those hacks. Mm. So you know there there had to have been secrets, you know, compromised or whatever. Yeah. For it to earn that distinction. And the fucking and and the uh, some of the other things that he says he saw were names of ships that aren't like searchable on Wikipedia. Like the USS uh, or or it, it said USSS, according to him. So is that United States spaceship? I don't know. But it said USSS Kennedy 
There was another one named after like one of the CIA directors from the 80s or something like that. Like the USS. So he, he names a few that he remembers of these of these ships. And there were there were they were accompanied by a roster of naval personnel. And there were ranks, you know, just like you would see on any Navy ship, you know, lieutenant colonel, uh, you know, rear admiral or like petty officer or whatever. Yeah. So they were, you know, they were normal ranks, but then it said, uh, it said non-terrestrial officers was the title of the, of the ship. Non-terrestrial. Non-terrestrial officers, right? So all this ties back into like Gary McKinnon, his hack ties in specifically to, you know, the secret space, space program, which was actually like, I think it was, it was, uh, it first popped up during the Eisenhower administration, like way back then. And, and, and and they, it was basically like him asking the department of defense to develop something like for space. Right. Okay. And it was called operation solar warden. And I think that's, let's look it up. I, I think what year was that solar warden Wikipedia? Let's find out. Uh, oh, okay. So apparently list of conspiracy theories. Yeah. But where's the document? So apparently this is like from a UFO source, not a government source. So I, I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think they, they make mention of documents from the government that mention this, but uh, maybe solar warden came from, from, from another, another aspect of it. Also, there was this dude named Corey Good. Mainly the book is about him. It's about a lot of shit. But uh, the book is about uh, this dude named Corey Good, who was apparently like a, like a, like a, a worker for Solar Warden. Mm-hmm. And so what they did is they erased his memory and then age regressed him. To like so so basically he was like a twenty year old dude, and then he joined Solar Warden, went to like Mars or like some fucking like you know colony to work in space or whatever at some space base. What is this real? This is according to Corey Good, right? What the fuck? And a lot of the shit that he's come out with, it's far out, dude. This is where the book starts getting far out when it starts talking. It almost about Corey seems Good. like it's fiction. Yeah. Right, yeah, which, you know, I thought that same shit. I was like, this is unbelievable. But the author, Michael Sala, makes the claim that a lot of the stuff that Corey Good came out with was later verified. It's like, oh, yeah, that was true. This was true. Kind of like the in the Bob Lazar story where everybody was like, no, there's no fucking UFOs at, you know, Area 51. But it's coming out. But it's yeah. little by little over the years, and now it's like... You know, more it's getting more and more accepted that the Bob Lazar story is true. So this is equally, if not more, unbelievable, right? But basically, Corey Good was working out there, and he signed up for like a ten-year contract, right? And so they used alien technology, apparently, because like we're in alliance with them. Solar Warden is in alliance with other alien, you know, civilizations. But fucking, they age regressed him the 10 years that they used him and then planted him on earth with like false memories and a what? 
Yeah. Dude. And so he got a hold of all this through like hypnosis or whatever, or just fucking mental exercises or it just started coming back to him. I haven't, I haven't really read all the details yet, but he's, he's an interesting character, dude. He's an interesting character. Uh, he talks about different shit. Like he call he talks about temporal drives. Like, you know, you've wow. heard of, you've heard of like warp drives at warp space, but these mm-hmm. are like time drives at warp time. You see, that's that ties into like time travel almost like yeah. dude that's crazy and so, is that who knows maybe that's how they age regressed him i don't know i don't know this stuff is like so far out it's like far out for me you know what i mean if you i mean if you if you're thinking about it like maybe they just went back in time and grabbed a different universe of him and just brought him back like here you know what? who knows maybe they br- killed the original cory good like maybe it's like that movie the, the the uh what's that movie with the magicians uh the the prelude or the 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 Oh, the prestige, the prestige. Yeah. Where he was yeah. killing himself every single time to make the magic work. And every time, Dude. every time like the copy showed up, it was like a new him, but like Different the original. Yeah. And at the end you see like the fucking row of like his dead bodies of, you know, where he's copied himself Dude. through time. That was, Holy shit. I don't know how much we got to do. We got to do some research on, on the prestige to find out how much of that. Well, Tesla, we got to do a Tesla episode because Tesla Dude, has some I'm dark down shit. To, so if we're going to do a Tesla episode, I need a couple weeks to research. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could do yeah. it later. You know, maybe the Tesla episode can be the finale or something like that for season two. Nah, man, for the finale, we got to get wild like we did on the last one. We got to okay. do like a we got to do like a blowout, like double episode as one kind of freestyle and like do something fun, man. Got to get. We got to do that in studio. C's got to be there too. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll get everybody. Be fucking good. But no, man. I'm down for Tesla. Like, I'm down to research that. And then, but like time travel on its own, like that shit has always fascinated me. Always, we, dude. We gotta do a. It's late. Sorry. It's late. You're we're good, like, man. we're on fucking what episode three now. Pretty much. Yeah. But uh, fucking so. So yeah, we a fucking like we we should do a time episode and a Tesla episode, but I, I don't know those might link up. You know, we might do like what we did here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even going even going back to what you were talking about, like they age regression, they erase his memory. So there's, so if this is true, if what this guy's, if if what this story you're telling me is true, mm-hmm, then that means story. that that means that there is technology out there to do things like that, like Men in Black. Let's bring it back to Will Smith. Men in Black, them hitting that little button and it erases your memory. That means there's something, maybe not a small device, but there is some kind of technology or some way of making that happen. Like, that's scary, dude. That's <clears throat> well, they insane. were talking in the fucking 60s about flicker rate on televisions making people more susceptible to suggestion, right? And so they would, like, flicker the, the, the frames at a certain speed on the, on the cathode ray tubes because that, like, our, our, our brains would subconsciously perceive the the flicker rate of the of the camera and then support th- this is a conspiracy theory i'm not saying this yeah. is d- definitive I, I, maybe it is i don't know but like supposedly the flicker rate would make you more suggestive to like advertisements and stuff oh shit huh so brainwashing brainwashing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so maybe some might argue like a that device. you could... maybe it's not a device maybe it's just a form of brainwashing to kind of like push memories down Maybe <laughs> maybe it's a sub audible tone in it's, our devices. It's an abusive father, you know what I mean. It's an oh, abusive yeah. father. 
<laughs> abusive relationship. Yeah. Dude, that's deeper than that's that could be deeper than. Well, that's pretty deep. I sh- I should say. <laughs> it's like fucking uh what is it um i keep seeing memes like um gaslighting like jesus christ was the biggest gaslighter i keep seeing like these mm. dark memes i'm just like dude chill <laughs> oh my god yeah i could see myself getting like falling down that rabbit hole though man that's too putting too much thought into things but no like that's crazy brainwashing the government just even the government aside just in general like people trying to change somebody's mind or control what they're thinking that's that's, that's a, a line i think that's nah. a big line to cross uh, yeah dude but that's money if you can get it down that's a lot of money yeah billions I, guess, I think you're talking about that's billions like, at that point that's not safe though that's un- that's not safe well dude look at the fucking state of mental health in america right now dude but do you think, I mean, there's, what is it, cognitive therapy, uh, cognitive uh, therapy. There's like a type of therapy where you can kind of, you kind of relive traumas and relive things through therapy. And it kind of makes it, I don't want to say go away, mm-hmm. but it makes it less present in your thoughts. And it makes it, it makes you feel more at peace with it. So it's not brainwashing, but it's like a form of therapy where you can kind of like almost forget the memory. Yeah, it's like therapeutic or, brainwashing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, guess, I mean, that's a way to say it, but I don't know about that. I guess that's but, a cynical yeah. way of saying it. I should, I should say that. I can tell you have a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's all bullshit. <laughs> no. I, I, I did therapy for a while, for a, a, over a year, I think. Yeah, we did too. I mean, like we, like I mean, it wasn't like a desperate thing, but it was like we should probably do this. I think at the time. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't do couples therapy. I just did my own therapy, like on my we own. We did both. Yeah. Yeah, they're both it helped, good. dude. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it helped. I felt like towards the end, a lot of it was just like catching up, like a couple friends catching up. That's when I kind of think like, oh, I don't know if I'm getting anything out of this anymore. Yeah. And I don't know if that means I need to change my therapy or, or therapist or, you know, maybe. I see. I, I think I, I think I think he gave me that vibe when I when I calmed down. I think I was like. Cause I got same. That. Yeah. Same. It was like, it was like, okay. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not panicked every time I come in here. But like, you know what my therapy literally was the first probably four to six months was ways for me to figure out how to sleep. Talking about the things that, cause I, I had a really big issue with sleeping for a long time. Like it was, I was like very, very, um, what is that called? Like I was a, uh, what is it when you, when you don't sleep, Nar- uh, no, narcolepsy is when you fall asleep suddenly. Uh, yeah. Uh, insomnia. Insomnia. Yeah, I had I had really bad insomnia. And, I, you know, I would usually sleep like a good night. Like I would get, you know, some nights I would get like an hour of sleep. Some nights I would get no sleep. Mm. But the next night I would get like four hours of sleep or I would go a couple <sighs> nights. Would you wake up at the same nights. time every day? Yeah, kind of. So my hours got all fucked up. So I, I for a long time. My hours were, you know, I was awake, you know, regular job, eight to five, Monday through Friday type shit. Mm. And I would usually get, you know, between six and nine hours of sleep a night, you know. And then I started working graveyard shift for a few years and Mm. that fucked my entire sleep game up. Mm. And like, and I've never been a big, 
I've never been a big morning person. I'm not a morning person. To this day, sometimes I have to be at work, clocked in, working at so 5 So what's graveyard for you? Because for me, it was 7P to 7A. 7P to 7A or 10 p.m. until like 6 to 9 in the morning. Like it just Oof. depends on the shift. But it was right. always like go to work when the sun was go to work before at, before or during sunset. Yeah, you or, would see sun then, like three months a year or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was mostly sometimes it was nighttime and nighttime. Like I would go into work yeah. at nighttime. And I, would, yeah, you, know, you wouldn't see the sun for like, you know, that week. A or long whatever. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It, that, it's weird. That's very it, it, it to me it brings on depression like big time too much of it like this place is dark because i need a dark place to go to sometimes like i think i need like a low stimulation environment mm-hmm. you know what i mean and for me this is that but uh if i'm in here like all day and it's like during the day and then i go out there and it's a fucking night or whatever like if i'm working if i'm using this place as an office which i do sometimes I'm like, fuck, dude. I, so I don't do that anymore because it's like, yeah, it's weird. It's disorienting. And what's what's kind of cool is because I'm like my my kid's young, you know, like your daughter's older. So you can kind of like get away with that like a little bit with him. Like I have to like constantly be making sure like, fuck, is he getting into something? Oh, he's awake. Like, you know, he's awake. Like, is he getting into something like uh, I need to make sure he's fed, you know, make sure he needs to use the restroom, take him restroom kind of, mm. he's a, he's three year old, you know, he's still a little guy. So I don't have the free, well, I mean a little bit to, to come into the, you know, our office and, you know, podcast with you or, you know, whenever I was still doing a little bit of um, stuff online, school stuff, I would jump on here, but it's been a while. So, but yeah, it is good to have like an escape to kind of, yeah. To, yeah, like, a, like a, I mean, I don't know. Like, s- s- I know people that will, I know men, I know straight heterosexual men who have disdain for the man cave. You know what I mean? They're like, I don't have a man cave. The whole, the whole house is my cave. It's like, yeah, but, you know, like, wh- what if you want to have, like, that one place that's fucking weird? You know what I mean? Like, you can't, like... I guess I'm a weird dude, so I need like, like I need to have a functional house that can invite guests over. You need to have a place. You need to have a place where you can read your comic books by yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every every now and then. Every now and then, dude. Like, I mean, I yeah. come into the garage like once or twice a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to sit down here and work, or 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 to do this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Or or sometimes I use it. I I still use it as a, I'll take the curtain down. Mm-hmm. And I'll bring the I'll bring the fucking the the car in here, you know, like if it's gonna hail or something like that. Yeah, still use it as a garage as well. Yeah, yeah I just move everything back. That's why the yeah, wall's so close right now. Yeah, that's why the fucking uh, that's why it's it's nice to have a garage or like a, a place to do that, you know. Yeah. And it's not even to escape your life. It's just to kind of like, oh well, I know I'm gonna do my shit if I'm in here. That's why whenever we took that little break between the Patreon and the first episode. Mm-hmm. You were, I was, you were like, oh, I need to take a 10 minute break to grab my, my thing real quick. I was like, yeah, cool. I was like, I'm not going to leave this room. Cause if I do, I'm not going to come back. Like I already know me. I'm going to yeah. go lay down. <laughs> Dude, you, uh, what are you missing? Yeah. I noticed you got, cause you lost all your sh- access to all your shit, right? But you got it back. Right. Or did is a lot of this, you said this is new stuff. What like, stuff? Like the Pee Wee Herman and the big trouble in little China poster. How new oh. is it? Oh, this has been up for a while. I've had this. My brother got this for me a couple years ago. 
was it by uh, was it Chucky? Who was there that you you lost? You lost oh, somebody I, that I, I really liked. I didn't lose it. I had a really big Pee Wee Herman hanging Pee-wee right Herman. here. Oh, that's yeah, right. I have this. I have this one, that but I guy. had uh, I had this one, but I had a big. I have a bigger one. He's still here. He's just somewhere else in the room. Let's talk uh, about that guess, Illuminati character, dude. I don't think it's Illuminati. I, I've always, dude. I have Pee Wee tattoos. Like I have Zombie. I have Zombie right there. Rest in peace. I nice. got Terry. Like I've always been just I grew up watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. I, I don't think toys. I've ever really looked at your tattoos that closely. Give me oh, give me your yeah. tattoo spiel. Uh so this is Prince. When Prince died, I got that. That's Zombie. That's uh-huh. Terry. This is George Costanza on the couch. From oh, that's Seinfeld. the one you were telling me about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got I like Mickey that. Mouse. I got a PMA. I got You're So Cool. I got my cat. I got Robin Williams R.I.P. tattoo. Oh shit! This is like my. This is like my. What do you think about Goodwill Hunting? What are your final thoughts on Goodwill Hunting, man? The movie? Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams was good in that one, dude. Oh yeah, he he definitely he earned the Academy Award for that one. I think I I, like that movie. I think I I understand it a lot more now that I'm older than I did even when I was in my twenties or thirties whenever it came out. Yeah, I mean, when it first came out, like I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was boring. It's deep. I was just like, cause yeah, because I was, I was, I was really young when I saw it. I was very young. I don't even think I was barely a teenager. It's somebody for I it's first somebody who's worked through shit. Yeah, but as an adult, you know, because I always loved Robin Williams, like everything he did. And as an adult, like I watched it probably in my early to mid twenties, mm. and I just liked it. Like yeah. I don't know why. It was just it was a good movie. I liked Ben Affleck and. I liked uh, Matt Damon in it, you know, at, at that time, you know, they was good. They both wrote the movie. They both won the Academy Award for the screenplay. Yeah, man. And that at that true. time, I was really into movies and I still am. But like I was more into like the younger guys. There, there, there was there was there was some now the old guys. Yeah, there were quotes. There were quotes like quotables in that movie, like the, it's not your fault. You know, everybody always like puts that meme or whatever. It's yeah. Like, it's not, it's your, not fault. your fault. He's like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. Thing. Like, <laughs> but I mean, it was a, it was a good movie. Like, um, it's, it's a little bit of a love story. It's an abused, like foster kid kind of like on the come up. He doesn't want to sell out, but he does. And, but, but dude, the magical moments were those moments in between that you can't quote that like, there's like some kind of like understanding or like, you know, you can see it in his eyes kind of thing, dude. That's why Matt Damon is fucking bad. That's there's even funny parts. Like the scene where, um, they see the guy, they're all in the car and they all have like their hamburgers and Casey Affleck's character. He doesn't have money. He's like, just give me a sandwich. He's like, just give me my fucking sandwich. Like, you know, and they're like, no, you give me your nine cents and you keep putting it up here. And until you reach like two dollars or whatever, then you can have the sandwich. And he's like, give me the fucking sandwich. And they see the guy that they're, they want to beat up. And he's like, well, come on, let's let's beat the shit out of him. And Casey Affleck's in the back. He's like, come on, why are we going to do that? We got snacks now. Like, he's all excited because they have food. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to beat somebody up. We got snacks now. But he looks at him he's like, you better get the fuck out of there. Get out there. So they they all get out and beat the shit out of these guys or whatever the scene was. I don't remember it. But I just remember, like, there's some funny, quotable little scenes in there, too. Like, he's like, do you like apples? Oh, yeah. And it's like, how do you like them apples? Yeah. Yeah. How do you like them apples? Yeah. (laughs) I got a number. You know, there's like little funny. 
scenes in it. But I mean, at the, at the core of well, it. Well, that was like, funny back then, but now I listen to it and it sounds a little dated. It sounds like it's, maybe it's a, not dated. It's just even back then it was fucking cheesy. It's like, man, this it, is the line was it you cheesy wrote back then. It was the nineties. Yes. No, dude. Like I feel like like the, it, it was cheesy. It's cheesy now in the same way that some sixties jokes were cheesy in the nineties. You know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I like the director though, Gus Van Zandt. Man, that motherfucker. He's made some good movies. What else did he make? Gus Van Zandt. Um, he, he made Milk with uh, Sean okay. Penn. Sean Penn won the Academy Award. Um, he also made My Own Private Idaho with Keanu Reeves and River Phoenix. He made um, even Cowgirls Get the Blues. He sounds like he an intelligent. Elephant. He sounds like an intelligent chick chick flicks kind of guy. No, it's not really chick flicks. He's more of like an indie guy. He's like he's like very like queer. Like before like the LGBTQ plus community was like had their like their their thing, you know, in movies and all that stuff. Like this was like in the late eighties and nineties and he was very openly, you know, gay and making queer movies and things like that. Like he was very he was probably like I wouldn't say the first, but he was up there with like one of the people who got big, you know. Yeah. But he's always and that's he's always Gus been like weird little Van Zandt? Gus Van Zant. Uh-huh. Gus Van Zant. I'm trying like, to learn. Yeah, I'm trying these... to learn the directors because I've I've always kind of known like the main actors. I but... mean, dude, Drugstore Cowboy. No, William William Burroughs is in that movie. Oh, really? We have he, to watch that. Was, that was like it, one of the. It, that was one of his first movies he directed. Dude, is like are, are like the beat stuff like up anywhere? Like where, where can I get like a good chunk of it? Is I, it Voodoo? Is have, it Hulu? I, or is that um, something you have to order on DVD like special order? I have some books. I have a couple books. I have a I believe I have a against an Allen Ginsberg diary. I have um I think I have like a paperback of Howl. I have I have some books. I have yeah. to look through our shit. But, did you um, did you did you there's ever documentaries. fucking like Genesis Peorage apparently was fucking playing shows or like playing like like doing like some of these spoken word things with like these guys back in the day. And he's like if, like he's one of those names where you might not have ever heard of him before, but he's going to be like like his name is going to be amongst William Burroughs and and Allen Ginsberg and all those guys for generations to come. He might be like a minor character, you know, he might be an apostle, not necessarily a Christ, but you know, he's going to be, he's going to be uh, spoken about for a while. He was, he was one of these like shock, you know, uh, like LGBT alternative counterculture yeah. shock poets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't, but nobody can shock anybody anymore. Like well, that dude, genre is so- dead. Dude, we're so like, you know, back then when the beat poets were doing it, like people weren't speaking like that in public. Right. People, you know, think, fuck that. Think about Cuba. Think about living in Cuba bef- whenever before they like let before they were able to leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, think about all the things that they weren't allowed to do. There's literally movies and books and poets that have put things out that they literally had to like smuggle with somebody else out of prison to get it published in America. The only thing that's left, the only thing that's left to offend is cancelable. And if you're cancelable, you're prosecutable in many instances. What's, what's funny is like, I, I love Charles Bukowski. Like he's probably one of my favorite poets, writers (laughs) at like ever. And I've always liked him dude, since I can remember. And 
reading his stuff and knowing the way he was from all the documentaries and interviews and books I've read about him and, mm. and interviews and things that I've read about him and watched, if he was alive today, he would have been canceled probably 20 years ago before yeah. it was cool to cancel people. If he was yeah. still alive, like he, some of the stuff that he said and did, like he was a, he was a raging alcoholic. He was a poet, like he was a romantic, but he was also like, he was a drunk asshole. Like he would talk shit to people. He would take his dick out in public. Like he was, he was a gross man. Like, like he was a brilliant man, but he was also kind of, kind of disgusting. He well, would get drunk I mean, and do stupid shit. You kind of had I mean, to have the balls to do that back then. But, but if you think about it, did I remember having friends that would just pull their dick out? You know? Yeah, I did too. Yeah, in public. I was that and guy. Thinking, uh, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just saying, like, now if a if somebody takes a picture or posts that like, Oh, well this person was in the bar or this girl didn't say it was okay to see his dick. And you know, that's like a, nowadays you can get in trouble for shit like that. Yeah, like the no, way culture is. I, I, I joke, you know, it's, it's satire in many cases, but the fucking, yeah, I do like, I mean, teabagging was like a normal thing at high school parties. You know, like if you didn't get teabagged, did you really even party? Uh, uh I'll tell a story that allegedly happened and okay. I'm not going to ever, I'm not going to tell you who I'll tell you off the mics. This okay. who witnessed this, a kid in a classroom, put his dick in a kid's ear while oh he was asleep. God. Oh my God. The kid, got, the kid got kicked out of school for putting his dick in a kid's ear. And I think the kid might've wanted to press charges or something like that. When was because this? He, this is like, this was when I was a teenager, this happened. Shit, dude. Me or and this my... allegedly, or I was told this allegedly happened. Me and my homeboys allegedly did shit like that all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I remember, I remember being. It was a dominance at... thing. It was a dominance thing. You got your boy there. You know what I mean? He was like just yeah. fucking like. Oh, you being happy up. go. You fell yeah, happy you go fell lucky. You got drunk and fell asleep. Guess or you what? got high Guess... and fell asleep. Guess who's getting clothed butt fucked? That night, somebody's like, getting clothed. No, but like, <laughs> I, re I remember we used to like shave people's legs. We used to like, you yeah. know, do do stuff like that. I would never take my fucking orifice out and do shit like that's gross. Like I would never do anything like that. But we would fucking ride on people's faces, ride yeah. on people's backs. Like I'm sure I got written on too. You know, when I was, you know, doing in I my have, party. I have days, pictures, but... bro. I have pictures. <laughs> uh, I'll show you some pictures later. I but... remember one time I was asleep. And I woke up and I was like, oh, I hear laughing. Yeah. And somebody put a hot dog in my mouth, but I thought it was not a hot dog, but it turned out to be a food. I was just like, come on, man. Like I crashed out. <laughs> like I think we were partying or maybe I just fell asleep. I don't know. I just woke up to. Yeah. You know who you are, fucker. I won't say your name, but you know who you are. I love you. Um, <laughs> putting a fucking hot dog in my mouth. I was just like this motherfucker. Like, what are you doing? Like, come on. But being a but I mean, just being me, a kid I'm not, in like, the I'm, '90s, dude. I'm not offended, dude. That yeah. shit's fucking hilarious. But it's like I also got tricked into eating dog food or cat food one time when I was high. One of the first times I got high, you know, who, I wanted you, I wanted cereal. Uh -huh. This is Ricardo. I'll say it. Ricardo did this. Uh -huh. I asked. I, I was. I had the munchies. We, you know, we smoked, or I smoked. I don't. I don't remember. But I definitely smoked, and I was. I wanted cereal. I was hungry, and. There was like dog or cat food in the cereal, and I ate like quite a bit of the bowl. And I was just like, "What the fuck?" Do you dude? have gas? Do you remember you had gas or something? <laughs> like, I think it's funny now, and I'm pretty sure at the time I wasn't mad. Like, I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like, damn, dude, got me. You know what I mean? Tough. 
Fucking, but, you mean, know who gave me dog food? Fucking uh, Justin's dad, Bobby. Uh-uh. Yeah, dude. He was like, I was like, I was probably like six. I was a gullible six or seven. Was it like a dog bone or was it like dog no, food? No, it was dry dog food or whatever. And it was <laughs> like, I think uh, him and him and my uncles were there and, and there was some dog food and I hadn't, we didn't have a dog at the time. And I didn't know anything about dog food and they suggested that I eat it because I was asking about it. And so there I go fucking eating the dog food. I'm like, it doesn't taste good. And they were like laughing. And then my mom found out and got all pissed off at like Bobby and <laughs> Ruben. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. So but that like, shit's funny, though. Yeah. Because it wasn't like malice. It was just like you didn't have to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you, get, did you ever get your face smashed into a cake? Um, I've been in some food fights. I think they were kind of orchestrated though. Yeah. It was like, we were supposed to have a food fight. There was like tap, there was like, but like the I birthday think... cake, did, did, did anybody no. ever do the birthday cake thing? Not that Dude, I, I remember, did that to no. my daughter. She got so offended. She didn't forgive me for like years, like on her third or fourth birthday. She still remembers yeah. that now, now that she hears everybody else, like talking about it, you know, and some people have that experience and some don't. She feels like she's like included, you know what I mean? A so part like, of the a part of the click. Right. Yeah. So she's like so so it worked out in her like in my favor, but you know, those could have could have could have been one of those things, yeah. No, nah, I don't think I would ever do that. I don't, I'm not very big on like I don't know. I got embarrassed a lot when I was a kid, so I I, I wouldn't want to do that to my son. But yeah. like, if it's just us, like in the house, just my wife, my son, and I, like, you know, in a certain, I I might do something like that. But I don't know, like in front of people. But that, no, nah, I don't think different. that ever happened. It's to different me. when you're older. You can't be like doing bendejadas yeah. as a forty year old man. Yeah. No. But like, yeah, if you know, if it's just us three and we're all joking around, you know, we all throw the cake everywhere. That's different. But yeah. yeah. I've definitely been in some food fights and they were fun, but I just remember it was like, um, I went to Christian school and we would do this week long thing at HEB camp. It was like for God and Jesus and stuff, whatever. It was like a, a week of like listening to pastors and shit talk and, you know, giving cert- it was like church for a week. But then we also did like game during the day we would play like games and we would do like relay races and competitions. Like we were on the green team and the red team, you know, all the different people were in. And then we all had our own bunks. And at nighttime we would go prank other bunks and, you know, shit like that. But I remember towards, I think it's like the last night they would like cover up all like inside the room. They would like, okay, everyone go in the kitchen. Like, there'd be plastic on like the refrigerator and like the fireplace or whatever was around. They would, you know, the furniture and there would be a bunch of food laid out and we could have like a food fight. So it was kind of like, it was, I don't know if it was like, I want to say it was the teachers versus the students, but I think it was just everybody versus everybody. Everybody. But yeah, that's good shit, dude. Yeah. You couldn't get violent, but you could throw food at each other. We never had, we never had big food fights like that. It was always just like two fucking assholes. They got into a fight. This one time this kid, I knew him. We had a lot of common friends. He punched somebody so hard that he broke the knuckles in his hands. Like he punched their face. So, and he shattered like all the bone, like all the bone or whatever. Yeah, dude. So like this guy, this kid was like super nerdy in middle school and high school. He was like, nobody fuck with that guy, dude. Like, and he, and, and he wore that clout. Well, dude, he was like that skinny motherfucker that you do not fuck with. There was a kid at our school. Um, he was like two. Uh, he was like one or two grades ahead of me. I don't remember. And he maybe three. Um, in in our 
the room to our Spanish class, it had like a little tiny window. Mm-hmm. And in the window, it had like um, not bars, but it had some kind of like divider. Okay. It was weird. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it didn't, to didn't me, have it a name? No, it's just it was like a little window, but in the window it almost had like bars on the little window. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was weird. I just remember I wasn't there, but I remember there was like cardboard over it. This guy got so mad at the Spanish teacher, he broke it. Like he punched it and broke it. And I don't know, I don't remember if he got in trouble or not, but I just remember they changed out the entire door. And they had but before they did that, they had like a piece of cardboard over the glass and it was like a huge deal. And I just remember I was like, oh, shit, like what happened? Fuck. Because it, it was a Christian school. So we all shared the same classrooms, high schools, like Spanish class. They taught the same Spanish teacher. Mm-hmm. Everybody had the same teacher. So it was the sure. same classroom. Did everybody so have to remember. take Spanish? Um, in high school, I believe all the freshmen and sophomores. And then I think um, there was like a electives or whatever where you could take advanced spanish classes were there any more uh languages available besides spanish though when i was going to school there it was just spanish mm-hmm. that was the only like that was the only other language class you could take Dude, i think i i i, I never regret taking use, it i know i took it but i i failed I, I was horrible at spanish i still am not fucking very fluent in spanish Great, at all. yeah well, everybody knows enough to order a taco or two, right? Like in San Antonio. Yeah, you just you read the fucking menu. Yeah. <laughs> Dame un taco de carne guisada para llevar. Yeah, chorizo con papa. Damn, dude. Uh, guess, that, guess so, yeah. We, uh, we need to do a... <laughs> we need to do a, uh, a fucking episode where, where I just overdub like all our shit in fucking Spanish. Spanish? Yeah. That'd be funny, dude. <laughs> Don't do the whole, don't do dubbed. Maybe we'll do two versions. Or like fucking we'll subtitles. I'll dub, write it out we and dub, we'll subtitle if we it. If we dub it in Spanish, we have to have English subtitles. And it'll be like really bad translations, like on fucking Narcos, where it's like the guy says, like, Nombre pinche joto, déjalo ahí. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, dumb guy, leave it right there. Like it's watered down. Yeah. They're like, oh, he You just get that said, in those, like, those 80s movies too. It's like always a really weird translation. Yeah, fucking, I don't know, man. Dude, on 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 foreign films like like the Spanish films, me and Martha are always like criticizing whoever translates those films, dude. So y'all are both fluent, huh? Um, you can have a conversation enough. with somebody. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, she yeah. uh, she's native, you know. She, I mean, she's from the valley, you know, the Brownsville Valley. Yeah. So she's basically native, but native in both. So she's fluent in both, but but me like I think I probably have a like a thick American accent in Spanish, but I can speak it efficiently. You know what I mean? Yeah. I used to, to not. To... I used to not. Yeah. When I went to Venezuela and I came back, everybody was tripping on me because like my shit sounded better than Mexican Spanish. It was like like Venezuelan, you know, novela Spanish. You know, because I was yeah, in that neighborhood. You're almost speaking more proper Spanish. Like, there's a lot of slang yeah. Spanish. A lot. Of, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember when I went to Puerto Rico way back in the day, like, nice. their Spanish is very fast, and fast. they have a completely different slang than us. Like, it's almost, it's almost like not even full words of slang. It's just like... Like it's because the they connect you, the, a lot of words. The way you, yeah, they connect a lot of words, but the yeah. way they, they write, because sometimes when you say a certain word, like the way I pronounce the last letter, mm. they do that, but they do it really fast and repetitive. Like yeah, it's very or, or they'll Spanish. skip the, the R and the D altogether, and they'll just attach the next word to it. 
Yeah, it's it's funny when you hear like different people speak Spanish. I mean, it's all Spanish for the most part, but yeah. like there's so everyone's got different slang and dialect and way of speaking. It's crazy. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's it's um and it's weird how how speaking a different language will affect the way you think about anything. You know what I mean? So like they yeah. say that the Russian people in general are very stoic. That might have something to do with their language. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, um, there, you know, that's another thing is like, you know, everybody wants things to be, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Non-binary. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. like a a lot of the uh, activists want everything to be non-binary, but you know, like, how are you going to do that with the romance languages? Everything is sexualized as male or female. You know what I mean? Not just people, but the fucking fork or the, you know, television you turn on. It's all sexualized. Everything is sexual. Every noun is has a has a gender. So that's why I feel like the American English language, America, not limited in England. I believe that is a part of Americans feeling like they're superior because you're trying to change a universal language because like when you're speaking to somebody in Spanish, obviously there's a way of saying male or female when you're speaking, there's completely different words in Spanish. It's the same meaning, but it's a different word. Dude, the, I wonder if the bin- the non-binary stuff like makes no sense at all to, to your, I don't know if it does. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know if it does like, yes, at the, at the, you know, I got a buddy that says it's only an American thing. He lives, he's an American it, living yeah. in Italy. Yeah. I wouldn't I don't know because I live here. But I mean, if you think about other people's languages and stuff like, yes, like I believe I believe, you know, I'm for trans rights and I'm for, you know, I respect pronouns and things like that, you know, very Mm -hmm. much so. But I don't think it translates, you know what I mean, in other countries and different. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like it it doesn't it does. It it does physically. uh It does physically. But I don't know if like. language barrier wise it does if that makes sense i don't know if that's making sense or not yeah no it does it's like i mean every language is structured differently so you know you're gonna have those languages that are sexualized and and if you're trying to insist that your non-binary or non-sexualized language is like you know the only way to see the world that's another one of those things where it's like their scope isn't wide enough they're not thinking about anybody but themselves yeah yeah so um, do you want to do, do you want to do, uh, I do like real quick, just to put a period here on the secret space program stuff. Oh yeah. You're good. You're good. It's so deep and convoluted. Like the Corey good stuff with solar warden and like, you know, like getting time regressed and working in the secret space program, like for years and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's only the tip of the iceberg with this book. And apparently this book draws on, like, reputable sources and tries to tie them all together. But there's stuff about, like, the Nazis and the SS and the the secret societies that were in operation in, not, in, in Nazi Germany around the time of World War II and their influences and how they basically, like, there were secret societies just like corporations now that are apparently, like, in control of some of this UFO technology or, like high you know alien-esque technology so you know and it goes into the occult like i dude i can't even begin to explain how intensely weird this book was turning out to be but did you finish it 
No, I got about a quarter of the way through. So we'll have more stuff. It goes into like heavy detail and I'll put the book in the show notes as we get out of here. But, you know, it's like the fucking, you know, the Nazis in Antarctica. It tries to fucking cite stuff like to prove that. Dude, I mean, it's crazy, you know, but we'll we'll get into it. I think thinking long term, this episode might be able to lead us into Egypt and Atlantis later oh let okay. me let me i'm gonna write a note are you gonna write that down atlantis yeah dude that's something that i don't know a lot about that i want to know a lot about talking about the lost city of atlantis yes yeah. Okay. Dude, I always wanted to live in a city like that. That was like three concentric. I mean, I guess we do, but you don't think about it because it's like the circles are so big. 1604 goes gonna, around the whole city. I'm going to slowly start researching this so we can talk. That's what we should talk about next episode. Atlantis. I'm calling it. Atlantis. Okay. All right. Oh, fuck. Down. All right. Cool. 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 Well, we have enough. We have enough shit for two weeks. So yeah. Yeah. We'll have some time to research it. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening all the way through. This was the Tittlecast, episode 17. We'll see you back for episode 18, probably uh, Atlantis. Yeah. I, I'm going to say Atlantis. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Daddy's going to research. Yeah. And, you know, the secrets. Remind me to tell you how much I like the, or remind me to talk about how the secret society stuff ties into Atlantis and, and Egypt. Cause it all and the Masons, like all that shit, is tied together intricately. God damn! Hey, I was gonna text you. I was like, remind me, remind me that we need to talk about this on the Tittlecast. I was gonna ask you a question about something or another. Do you remember oh, that was uh, in our text? The movie, the movie, the beach. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So. I meant to send you that video. We'll talk about it later, I guess. But basically, like, I don't know if he says the word tittle or title in that movie. Daffy. Beach. Daffy. Daffy. The beach. Yeah, that he was the one that was like movie. smoking with Leonardo DiCaprio in the beginning that yeah. told him about the map and the beach and all that. He plays Bagby in uh, Train. I think it's Bagby. Yes, Bagby. Yeah, yeah. Bagby. He's like, yeah. anybody else want to get in my fucking way? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good movie. But no, man, that's a good movie. I haven't seen that shit in years. I used to listen to that soundtrack a lot. I think what, Moby Train was Spotting was fucking there. bad. Yeah. Train that, Spotting. Uh, train Spotting was way better, but the Beach soundtrack was pretty good too. There was another that, song on there, like techno song. That was dude, like that was that's that shit was ahead of its time. Like that album. Yeah. All right, man. But anyways, All we'll right. get into it next week. Cool. We'll see you guys later. Cheers. Peace.